right, you tuned into the beat on BFF.fm. I think I'm going to start my show like that every week from now on. Let's go. This is, uh, for those who are interested, this uh, background music, which is background music I play a lot during the show, is by Darren Korb, who uh, has done the soundtracks to two games, uh, video games by... The Super Giant uh, Games Studio. Uh, the first one's called Bastion. This is the opening track from the Bastion soundtrack, and um, the other one, uh, the other game is called Transistor, which I also play a lot. Um, but that is uh, here. Actually, it's just a, this is a short track, so we'll just let's just do this one more time just to see how this goes. <laughs> a good intro um anyway uh before that we heard uh oh Susie" by secret service i i don't know that much i don't really know that song and i heard it over the weekend and i was like okay that's that belongs on my show um i don't know if that's like a one-hit wondery song or something but i hadn't heard it before uh it seems pretty old i think it's probably from the maybe even late 70s or probably 80s Anyway, uh, we got a great show for you today. Um, we're doing Beat the Game today. Um, we have a fill-in for uh, my normal co-host, Forrest. Uh, Helen Sang will be joining me. Uh, She-Wolf from the uh, the Astral Projection Radio Hour show on BFF.FM. We're going to be talking about Mi-Itomo, which is, or Mi-Tomo, I suppose, which is the... It's a it's a Nintendo uh, produced uh, mobile app that's sort of um, been I think it came out maybe at the very end of March or in April and it is sort of a social and social networking kind of game like it's sort of got a Sims vibe it's sort of like an MMO like a massive mon what what is a ma- MMO massive multiplayer online why isn't it MOM massive online multiplayer MMORPG, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. It's kind of like that, but uh, as a phone app where you just basically go and hang out with your friends and talk and answer some questions. Anyway, we'll get into it, and it's interesting both in terms of what it is and also in terms of Nintendo, I think, very smartly trying to bridge the gap between uh, gaming and, like, console gaming and sort of, like, the sort of um, taking pictures of cats app, uh, kind of like viral uh, mobile gaming. Not mobile gaming like Match 3 kind of mobile gaming, but more like social mobile gaming. Anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, I th- obviously need Helen here to guide the conversation a little bit better. Um, so that'll be at 4.30, and then at 5, eh, in the 5 o'clock hour... Uh, Christine will be by um, to do uh, Heartbeat, our new show about dating in the digital age. We're going to talk about staying in. Um, a, uh, I'll uh, elaborate on that further in the future. Um, we, yeah, so at this point on this show, we have like three little shows. Uh, so theoretically, Beat the Game airs at 4.30. We're pretty good about that. And then Heartbeat Spot would be 5.00. And then Artbeat would be at 5.30. We don't have Artbeat this week. We have a to- good topic lined up, but uh, Lily, uh, my co-host, is in Indiana. 
and time difference, things like that. Um, we decided to push it till next week. So um, today, just two shows, uh, still working out the schedule. But as a general matter, to be clear, the beat starts at 4, beat the game starts at 4.30, heartbeat starts at 5, and artbeat starts at 5.30. So I'm glad we had this talk. Uh, I just bought this record on the internet today um, because this is a band that our music director, Ben, uh, turned me on to and um, really good band from, I think, Detroit. That's where Ben's from. I think they're from up around in there in Michigan. Um, they've got a few records out. The new one, the new-ish one from last year is called Mind Glitter. The band's called Motel Beds, and this track is called AOO. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM.
taste not that expensive But that takes commitment and you just don't have it Feel so effortless to be a stranger But feeling foreign such a lonely habit You can't crap yourself out of the picture Out of focus but still frame inside Well, the land got blurry and my heart started hurting Chances given without doubt Guess you've got a history But it's not worth a mention tonight Kind is captive to the bits you purchase Sipping through your scenes of plastic confession Telling pretty stories is it your sole purpose Telling everybody that you've learned your lesson But no one's falling for that mascot bullshit They waited years, you can wait one night
doesn't kill you, then I will. I hate your guts and it makes me ill. Seeing your face every morning. One more month and 22 days. If this tour doesn't kill you, I may. I'm counting down the miles till we leave the state. I'm counting down the minutes till I can't erase every memory of you. For a second, let's be honest.
New stuff from Maritime. That new Maritime record is really good, and I don't think anyone noticed other than me. Um, because Maritime's last record was kind of whatever. And as general, I mean, they're kind of getting long in the tooth. Um, so it wasn't great timing for them to put out their best record, but um, they did, so might as well listen to it. It's called Magnetic Bodies Maps of Bones. Before that, new song from Pup. Man, every new song from Pup is just uh, slamming. Uh, This one is called... It's a little... I mean... It is a little gimmicky. But... uh, It's still just... It's really good. Uh, It's called uh, If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I Will. Before that, Beach Slang with Noisy Heaven... Uh, the new smash hit from Parquet Courts, which I've been listening to all week. The song is called Berlin Got Blurry, and before that was Motel Beds. We got just a few more minutes before we start uh, Beat the Game today, our weekly video game discussion show, so please stay tuned for that. Until then, I've got plenty of rock jams uh to fill the time I uh, just got this record today too so I bought two records today Uh, one is Motel Beds and the other is uh, X-Ray Eyeballs this song is called Egyptian Magician you're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM
have changed a lot, I guess In such a mess and so out of hand Though I think it went pretty much as you planned It was so hazy till my eyes were clear Now I can see better but it still looks weird Is that still you lying there? Why can't I find you anywhere? I still don't understand this episode Or why you let us down Broadcasting live from high above Cap Street in San Francisco, California, it's Beat the Game. Beat the Game! On BFF.FL. Alright, we are back. I am joined today by my trusty, uh, uh, what, what's the word, understudy co-host, Helen Sang, or She-Wolf, as, as maybe the case may be. Yes. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing well. How Thank, are you, Nick? Good. Thank you so much for coming back Thanks on the show. It's really a great, I think you're a great person to have as like a... As an anti for it. Yeah, because that's really what people need a little yeah. bit, you know, is like... If you're going to have somebody step in, don't try and do the same thing, but, like, not quite as good, you know? Yes. Just pull it. It's like it's kind of like when I go to, like, um, get some food, and I, like, really want to go to this one seafood place, mm-hmm. but then they're closed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to go get seafood. 
after that. I'm going to be like, let's just think of a whole a new idea. Yeah. Just a whole new. You're, you're, you're a burger. I'm a burger. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, so uh, your today's topic was brought to you, brought to you, listener, by you, She-Wolf. Yes. Um, and so this was your suggestion. And it, it's funny because I realized, our, given what our last topic was, we also our sub show of the sub show of beat mm-hmm. the game is maybe is the mobile version it's the mobile version right so yeah. we're like mobile edition yes um and which is great because i don't have a colon in any of my shows yet oh, but now we, maybe yeah. we do um so we're talking about me tomo today or me tomo me tomo me tomo yes. i think of it as me tomo like me. like uh like um what's a word like that I don't know, like karaoke, kind of. Oh. You know, like the way you would do, like, two syllables. But yes. but because it's a me. It's a me. It's based Wii. on the we, me. The, the so Nintendo it's clearly not mi-itomo. It's just mi-tomo. Mi-tomo. Yeah, yes. yeah. So That's tell me mi-tomo. how you... Well, you could... If you wanted to describe for people who haven't seen it a little bit about what it is and also, like, how sure. you came across it. Yeah, so mi-tomo uh, literally means, like, me... Friends. Tomo okay. is like the first part of the Japanese word for friends, tomodachi. Okay. So it's a social network of Mii's. Mm-hmm. And, and Mii's, if you've ever played a Nintendo Wii, is like a little avatar, a little 3D avatar of yourself. You usually choose the hair, choose the facial expressions. And there's a couple different facets to this game. Like you, you start off, you create a character... You have the option of like your camera taking a bunch of photos of you and like creating a face. I did. That's what I you did. You did that. Yeah. I couldn't get it to do it on my phone because maybe my phone is a little bit too old. But um, you know, you create a character. You have the option of dressing it up in clothes, and you basically earn points by answering questions and listening to your friends' questions. Right. And then there's like a third facet, which is like you have this camera and and this is like the part that really reminds me of like Snapchat or something where you have this camera, you have a bunch of like crazy backgrounds, you can pose your character, you can put like filters and like weird stickers on. Mm -hmm. And it's very, the reason why I brought it up was because it's one of a series of games I've uh, noticed lately that aren't really games, but they're like really social media savvy in that you can create like kind of a hilarious thing that you post on social Mm -hmm. media and it becomes like this art form of its own you know it's like this in joke of the the thing that reminded me of this initially was i don't know if you remember my idol which wasn't a game yeah i do remember that it was a crazy chinese app where yeah it scans your face it creates this like very scary uncanny valley like little avatar and then you it's animated to like sing Chinese music videos Mm -hmm. and like the entire app was in Chinese. Most people were just like blindly clicking around and you'd end up with this really weird artifact that you'd post on your Instagram and like everyone had one. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. I remember that. I was with tag when that came out and watching, I think I almost saw him have a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Um, in both in a good and a bad way, but uh, um, so so there's a lot of interesting stuff there. There's like because I'm thinking about this thing, I like a lot of I don't 
like, a, like I'm interested in what it is, mm-hmm. but I'm also interested in what Nintendo is doing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like. I feel like sometimes people get carried away with being like, "Oh, they're so smart," because what they're doing is like putting everyone. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, but the, like, and I don't want to kind of like overthink what they're doing. But I'm interested, like, what they're doing in terms of like getting everyone into a Nintendo connected Nintendo world totally. on their phones. Yeah. And then I'm also interested, based like. And maybe more so now that, you know, based on what you just said, on, like, what they're doing culturally, how much of it is targeted toward Asian countries and how much of it is targeted toward Americans? Yeah. And are they exploiting, like, Americans, like, affinity for... Is this, like, a Asianified app, like, for Americans that where they can kind of, like... They're kind of, like, oh... You know, it reminded me of the Cat Taking Pictures app, which I know you're into. Yes. Um, it, yeah, that's another one that I have on my list of, like, things that uh, kind of count as a game that maybe you don't interact very much within the game, but you'll take photos of it and you'll uh, post it on other social media, right. and then that becomes its own interaction. Like, it's like a content creation machine, kind yes. of, and then you yeah. can kind of use that... The Kim Kardashian game was was similar. Is which, that right? Which I played. Because my wife with, played that with very your seriously. Wife. Yeah. yeah. She got me on it, and I think she was my only friend on uh-huh. it. And you'd basically go to photo shoots with your friends, and then try to get on the A list. But oh, then, gotcha. like, like more of the fun of it was taking just screenshots of your ridiculous situation and putting it on on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. like it was. No one really cared how you played the game. It was it was more like, hey, I'm on this game and look at my crazy right. outfit. <laughs> yeah, and this is so. This is interesting because, like, I mean, this if in mobile gaming, this has been going on for a long time in mm-hmm. terms of like, um, the, <laughs> the game that I'm thinking of is Farm Town, which um, was is a that- version. It was basically so Zynga. Everything about Zynga has been. Just Zynga stealing other people's ideas and then making them famous. Oh, so it was and like... And so Farmtown was the one that, ever, that Zynga stole. From Farmville. For Farmville. Okay, But yeah. the thing is, like, me and my friends started playing Farmtown mm-hmm. instead, because we just didn't know. Like, and we were like, <laughs> oh, cool, there's this game called Farmtown. And we all had these farms, and then, like, Farmville just took over everything, and we were still stuck playing Farmtown. Um <laughs> But it was this thing where, like, and this was kind of like when those casual game things were kind of coming up, and so, Mm -hmm. like, we didn't really realize, we weren't, like, really feeling like we were taking part in a phenomenon. Yeah. Like, we were kind of organically getting swept up in the phenomenon without having the self-awareness of being like, oh, get it? Because we're doing that mobile social gaming thing. But anyway, um, uh, (laughs) I just got a a text from my next co-host. Hi, sorry, do I press pound? She's trying to get in the door. Oh. Um. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, uh, so oh, so anyway, so the point is about Farmtown is that um, th- this has been going on for a long time. This thing of like getting, you know, trying to get your where you play with your friends and you can trade resources with yes. your friends and like yeah. you know, kind of keeping it going that way. But I guess like there's they're distilling out like some of the because like I think on Candy Crush you don't want to ping your friends because you don't a want to really admit that you're playing candy crush and b it's like (laughs) it's basically like a spammy way of like trying to kind of make you get all your friends to play the game and like yeah it's like sneaky marketing yeah Yeah. exactly and so what this app i think has done is like pulled out most of the game aspects and pulled it straight only into the social Social media totally and you're basically just 
creating social, like I said, social content, yeah. which is similar to some extent to the Kim Kardashian game, although that had a little bit more yeah, that was, coins. That and was stuff like, like that. more gamified. Like this game to me is just like you can think of it as like gamified social media, but it's not like social media isn't already gamified, right? Like every time you get a like or a retweet, uh-huh. you get this little like you know, ding, you know, and it's it's just doing that and assigning a value to it. So the more people like your stuff, the more clothes you can buy. Right. And then, like, they give you tickets to play these kind of very uh, non-game games where you just, like, drop. Uh, it's kind of like pinball. You just, like, drop a ball or you drop this little uh, me and it lands on a thing and you win the thing. Mm-hmm. But there's no game involved. You're just yeah. Like, it's more know. like it's like an arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like it's like gr- one of those like claw machines, you know. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like just enough game that it's like okay, this is kind of a game, but mostly it's social media, and right. it's and it's this other you know it has this it's kind of taken elements from you know Snapchat, like what makes Snapchat so appealing, or like what makes. Um, you know, any other social media app mm-hmm. so appealing is, is this idea of like, oh, you kind of get this little adrenaline buzz or this little right. dopamine rush from, so from these wh- little things. So what do you think of the, like, m- like basic, like, I, I think mechanic would be a kind of a silly word, but the basic, mm-hmm. like, like the, the, the question and answer is like the way the, the game operates, basically. Yep. It's like, yeah. you go in there and... You know, you kind of you kind of get the feeling that you could endlessly ask and answer questions, mm-hmm. and they're questions like, you know, what is the something that makes you happy? Mm-hmm. What is like something that you're interested in right now? Yeah, like who's your favorite movie star? What was yeah. your childhood dream? Like these, right? And I, so I, they're kind of like icebreaker questions almost. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about these questions is uh, you interact with your friends and you hear their answers to things, and then you answer your answers. And these are questions that, like, maybe a, most of my friends don't... I, like, I don't know that about them. Like, I don't know what their childhood fears and dreams mm-hmm. were. I maybe don't know what fruit they've eaten most in their life. Yeah. You know? And they're kind of silly, like... They're mundane questions, but... It's this other kind of of social media that I don't get from just, like, seeing a Twitter feed, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting to me. No, it's know. true. It's a little bit maybe less, like, self-presenty. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because, A, I mean, maybe for us, at least, it's so silly and, like, mm-hmm. so few of our friends are on there that, yeah. like, it's kind of, like, a little... Yeah, I have, like, ten yeah. friends, you know? Yeah, and it's and it's a little less, like, you feel a little less like, oh, I need to, like, show, like, my, like, so that my high school friends know that I'm doing well in Oh, life. exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. very personal. It's, yeah. like... And you can comment on people's um, answers with, like, images. So I, like, Vic uh, posted something about, you know, our cat. And then I posted an image of, like, his me sitting on our cat. You know, stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. So you can you can make these little... There, there's this extra interaction where you can, like, really easily make a very silly image mm-hmm. that's, like, very shareable. Yeah, so that's interesting, and I don't want to kind of, like, I mean, there's, like, I, I don't want to go on a tangent, but, like, the silly image thing is, like, very specifically, I think there's, like, like, that's a very kind of Japanese, like, Asian yeah. thing. Like, yeah. the stickers on Like, the photo photos. booth stickers. Yeah, 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 yeah. All totally. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, in fact, was watching this game, which is a Nancy Drew game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, Nancy Drew, evidently, among, like, Queens is like the adventure game right now. Oh, like there, yeah. there are these Nancy Drew games, and they're huge. Um, and I was watching one of them, and he, she she goes to Japan, and there's like this 
like character who's obsessed, like always sending her texts of like picture of her with like little like mouse ears mm-hmm. and like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. all that. So that's like they're definitely tapping into that thing. Totally, and uh, with the costumes too, because you can dress up like a hot dog, right? Or, or like or a peapod, yeah, or a peapod yeah. or a chicken, you know? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's I of course like I mean personally of course I'm like so, like. I, like I, my <laughs> my initial reaction was like, okay, I need to make this look as much like me as possible, uh-huh. with like, with sort of as little effort as possible, you yes. know. And even in other words, I don't want to like, because I I guess because I knew if I put a lot of effort into it, I'd just end up screwing it up, and then it would bother me. So mm. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep it simple, mm-hmm. try and make it look like me, yeah. Get in, get through this. And then um, you saw the hot dog costume. And then everyone and else like... is dressed like a peapod, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and which I guess says something about role playing and like what how other people experience role playing. Yeah, I'm know? wearing a dog costume right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's a different. It's just a different way of going about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, what you were saying about to get back to what you were saying about the sort of like the intimacy and the interaction of it, mm-hmm. I uh, I was reading a little bit about it, and I think Nintendo definitely that like you're you're exactly saying like they they succeeded in terms of your reaction because they said like this is like supposed to be a way for people to interact and it will drive more intimacy in real life and kind of like they had this very kind of utopian not utopian but like a very positive vision of this like this is Mm -hmm. going to bring people closer together Mm -hmm. you know kind of um and i felt that too both in the like you were saying like in the just sort of candidness of it Mm -hmm. and then also like i just it immediately made me want to like be really nice to people. Yeah. Like all my comments on people are like, I know how you feel. Yeah. Like smiley face. Now I know Uh, that your favorite food is sandwich. Yeah, it is. It is actually my favorite food is sandwiches. I freaking love And that love your sandwiches. recent purchase was sandwich. It was true. I was like, I was, and then, this is actually the true, like, I, true, those were, like, I, think, I think, the first two questions mm-hmm. and I did, that I answered and I did not, I, like, I've definitely, it put me in a place where I did not want to make it into a joke. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to gag on the form. Uh-huh. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas other social media, you'll immediately want to gag on the form. Yes. Yeah. You know? When I joined Ello, I oh, like, man. I immediately got lo.com <laughs> slash funky because I was like, I yep. can get funky and yep. that's, that's just what I'm going to be. Vic got Carl Sagan, yeah. I remember. Yeah. But where there is other, there are other, yeah, and this like just put me not in that place. Yeah. And I think because, and I think part of that, as we were just talking about, is like because it wasn't for, and this is maybe, I don't really, really use Snapchat other than to receive uh, short videos of my baby from my wife, but... But uh, this is, I think, the maybe... The youngest Snapchatter. The youngest Snapchatter. This is maybe the way that people feel about Snapchat, too, is where it's not... Because it wasn't for, like, mass consumption, mm-hmm. it was much more like I felt like I wanted to just, like, say something really nice and, like, yeah. give that person a little, like, a Definitely. little high five as opposed yeah. to, like, oh, I want to, like, come off as cool and funny. You yeah. Know? And I'm much more likely to be goofy on, mm-hmm. on Snapchat and on Mitomo, where, you know, I'm just like, this is silly, this is fun, you know? Right. It's not like, oh, I have to, I have to like, uphold, uphold my brand, or whatever, right. whatever yeah. that means, you No, know? it's totally true, and that, and just talking about this, because people have explained Snapchat to me before, and how they feel about it, mm-hmm. and talking about this with you, I feel like it makes me understand a little better, better yeah. how people use it, because... Yeah, it is that thing where you just, it's just not about like, oh, I'm going to show people that I'm that step cleverer where I already <laughs> am over, you know, the form and I can kind of like screw yeah. around with it. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm just going to dress up as a peapod and yep. tell you that I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. 
the last thing I wanted to ask you was, so what do you, get to get to this question about what Nintendo is, like, doing. This is their yeah. first mobile? This is their first mobile app, and I think for a long time they refused to make anything for any other platform other than a Nintendo mm-hmm. platform. So it's interesting. And I, I noticed, um, and I've talked to a couple other people about this, that they keep trying to get you to sign up for a Nintendo account. And yes. I think there's something dark there, but right. I haven't signed up for one yet. Right. And like, well, I don't have you know, a Nintendo. I don't have yeah. a Nintendo either. So I'm like, I don't know what I'd do with that. Right. Other than, like, the one thing you can do is you can open your game on, like, other devices which mm-hmm. you know i'm not really yeah no they're definitely do. like going to and i think they've, i've seen some other things like they are definitely going to continue to incentivize you to mm-hmm. match this to your nintendo account yeah um but then what what for you know yeah i'm not sure yeah and i don't even like i'm sure they have plans for this but there's nothing on mitomo that requires money yet is that right you can't yeah. pay you can't pay them you can't buy anything yet yeah and and that's kind of nice, you know, for now. I, I know that probably will change, mm-hmm. but it's kind of nice to know that, like, oh, you just have to keep listening to your friends yeah. and, like, keep answering questions. Right. And, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't really know what... Yeah, it, I mean, they're definitely trying to, like, figure out a way to get you to kind of connect and get the, you get enmeshed in your mm-hmm. social network without feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this because, like, they're going to take my money or they're yeah. going to spam my friends or whatever. Yeah. And which is smart. The other thing is, like, does Nintendo actually need money from an app like this? Like, it's Nintendo, you know? Like, maybe this is just furthering of their brand. It like, could be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, this- but it definitely seems like they're, it's, like, the first step in, like, a big rollout. That's true. There something. might, yeah, there might be, like, Miitomo-related, like, Wii things. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, this, connect. to me, like, seems like this is basically an app store or mm-hmm. something that yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of are downloading now, and then... As time goes by, this will become... A, it's like more like a platform. Yeah. You know, and so you're walking around in little lobbies now. Yeah. Th- and then that's the entire product. But, you know, in the future, that'll, that'll just be like how you where you go and to then have all start this, doing stuff. And they'll have all this data on you. So they right, can, they can course. like present you a sandwich. Exactly. They can give me the sandwich that I've always... That I've been waiting for. Um, well, cool. Well, yeah. I think that was... That's interesting. I think that they... It'll be interesting to see what we think of this thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it disappears. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think I'd be... I To be honest, I would be pretty surprised if, like, this is, like... We look back and feel like fools because Miitomo is now, like, our entire lives. Like, <laughs> two years from now. <laughs> we are our Miitomos now. Like, we're right, just, right. Like, living yeah, yeah, virtual. Yeah, We just live in pods yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, little striped rooms. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but it's cu- it's it's definitely cute and fun. It's Im- immediately engaging. It definitely gives you that feeling like we talked about. Like it's just a very positive experience. Yeah. And it's very on brand for mm-hmm. Nintendo, yes. you know. Um yeah. it's not the most polished thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. it looks a little like little 90s yes. kind of. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what they're going for is anyway, like, you know, yeah. kind of past future because it does kind of feel like, Am I? you know, like a... Oh. Have, oh, no, go ahead. Have you seen that episode of Black Mirror where you just have like a little dude and uh, all of your walls are... Uh, it's the one with the, with the American Idol thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you have like, you just like ride a bike all day and you buy stuff for your little guy. And right. like, it kind of reminds me of that, you know, where it's like an extension of yourself and yeah. Yeah. And then that too makes sense with like, it's like a Tamagotchi kind of feeling of like yeah, yeah. where you're like, 
you know, you can envision a dystopia where people are living in through their, their yes. little wees instead of yeah. their little me's instead of through their lives. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we've quite gotten to that point yeah, yet. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> um, listen, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me It's again. a pleasure, and uh, we will... Um, Take a little break, and we'll be back with Heartbeat uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, where we will be discussing uh, a very related topic. Uh, We'll be discussing staying at home uh, on a Friday night. Uh, So um, stay tuned. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM, and thank you for tuning in. Of the day 
And they towed all my good times away Rose of the lanes Where have you gone? There's a time lord's looking for A lonely ashtray blonde Rose of the lanes Bell of the ball Get your coat, he's waiting in the hall Now the spirits have fled from the streets that you knew And the jukebox is dead Which played love songs to you As we stood in the doorway And shared cigarettes In the times when we had no regrets And I first ever saw you And I thought you so fine But I knew that you'd never be mine Rose of the lanes Where have you gone? There's a time lord looking for A lonely ashtray blonde Rose of the lanes Bell of the ball Get your coat, he's waiting in the hall Get your coat, he's waiting in the hall
I was just a boy and feeling shy Taking aim but not too high Searching for the light You You were someone I was looking to For what I was supposed to do what I thought was true What have I to lose Looking up to you If I ask too many questions Or give my words a heavy hand I am just looking for direction understand And if I make you feel nervous Or give back less than I demand I am just looking for some purpose And hoping you will understand
blood saturating the sheets and the blankets. Good God, there are ghosts floating up from the pavement. They flip over the houses. Blood runs out from the basement. And it's unholy flow. It's unholy flow. You remember this whimpering, sick, nauseous feeling from your stepbrother chasing you around with a staple gun. When you were young, it was fun, and then suddenly it became a very real thing. Do you remember that feeling? Similarly, this is in fiction. Well, actually, mostly it is of a series of IRL moments cloaked in the vagueness that songs give. But when there's nothing to say, and you've got to say something, but I don't even know. I don't even know. Pass on the street and say hi, because we have to. Even the both of us are feeling just like, I fucking hate you. So stilted and silent, and not awkward, just angry. But hey, I gotta go. But I'll see you at the show. It's that song everybody loves, but the lyrics are garbage, and it stresses me out. How often you're mentioned, it's like everyone we know collectively vomited up a pile of brown sweaters or something, and we're so impressed with the results, and then put them on the wall, and I'm so sad you're in my head, and I'm so sorry it's so venomous, especially because we've got maybe like four or five words ever spoken between us. I can't keep my heart in my mouth, I can't tell you, I can't stop you. I don't want to. on bff.fm.
Cause up no matter how hard me try Big city life, my heart have no base And right now Babylon dep on me case People in a show Alright, welcome to Heartbeat Our show about dating in the digital age Here on BFF.FM You think that's... I, I love the way that DD thing happens But... Uh-huh. I mean, and I do think that there's a romantic angle to our show. Yeah. But maybe we need to make it a little more vague than that. I do think it's about also generally connecting. Connecting. Human connection in the digital, in the digital age yeah. has kind of like a double meaning. Yeah, like Some internet connections. Say, yeah. Right? Like, like, <laughs> like uh, maybe we could, maybe that's enough of a pun that we could get away with not having a alliteration. Uh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> So, how are you doing, Christine? I'm great. It's how been are a couple you? of weeks. We're going to get back on track now. Yeah. Yeah. We're it's back time on track. To get Heartbeat off the ground. Yeah. Um, today, we were planning on talking about an article that came out last week in the New York Times style section, which is where we go great to fun. learn yes. about ourselves as a generation, as a people. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so why don't you, t- you so you, you brought up this article up, um, it, the article is by, uh, Molly Young, mm-hmm. who is like, not someone I'm super familiar with, but I kind of know the name. She is in some circles, a pretty well-known blogger, mm-hmm. like representative of millennial, uh-huh. thoughtful millennial writers gotcha. based in New York. And the thesis <laughs> of the article is basically, uh... W- how we stay home all the time, right? The, yeah. the entry point is, and this actually happens to me all the time, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial, but we'll we'll get to that. But this thesis of the or the entry point of the article is, you get to work on Monday, and they're like, "What'd you do this weekend?" You're like, "I don't even know," uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and the reason is because you basically watched uh, Netflix and ordered food and just hung out all weekend, right? And I think she was saying that before, maybe, like, years ago, you would say, like, oh, I went to a concert, or right. I hung out in the park. Or I went or, to this great party. Yeah, or I went to a great party, and I met all these interesting people who yeah. do weird things. She's saying that doesn't happen as much anymore. Right. Do you think it's just because Molly Young is in her 30s now, and she used to be know. in her 20s? Well, I don't know if she's in her 30s, but she's definitely older than she was a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a common, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a common <laughs> phenomenon that people, because they know, but it was funny, because you know obviously like I was like oh yeah I relate to this but I thought that's just because I'm older yeah I think so the points that she should we just get into yeah it? go okay. ahead so the point that she's making is everything is so easy now everything's on demand right our, our lives and like entertainment is so hyper curated right and we can just sit and like go in a hole and watch stuff for hours on end because it's comfortable and easy to do right. now so why would you go out when going out is like quote unquote speculative where you're not sure what's going to happen right when you go and all well, stuff. and it's also just a pain in the ass. Right. It's a pain. It's it's more expensive, <laughs> as we were talking about before. And she's just saying that it's so much easier to stay in. Yeah. But I actually don't totally agree with her assessment. Well, let's get... I don't agree with her either. Okay. But, I mean, uh, uh, totally. <laughs> I don't totally agree with her either. So why don't you tell me why? Well, I think that everything she's saying is pretty much true but it's also she's not talking about the other side of things which is that it's also a lot easier to find out things to do that are That's that true. are going out yeah. oriented so like events that you wouldn't have known about mm-hmm. we have facebook events now i i click interested on probably 50 things a week right and i go to like five of them yeah and i wouldn't have known about them if i right, hadn't right. you know been so connected 
And I think it's just we're able to make better decisions, I think, about what we do decide to do mm-hmm. in terms of entertainment. Yeah, so I, one thing I thought I, I thought was a good point that she made, because I kind of read reading the article, and it, I kept I had like those negative moments where you're like, wait, this is bullshit. Wait, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you're reading an article and you you kind of you're it's like almost like you're dial testing, right? Yeah. Like you get you have moments where you're like, ooh, and like I'm like I'm interested. Like I am get my faith in this person is growing. Like I am more interested in. It. And then you have the moments where your dial goes down and you're like, oh, mm. that sounds like bullshit. Like maybe this person's an idiot and maybe I should not be reading this. So anyway, <laughs> so I was having like some of those bad times, and then the speculative thing I thought was really. I don't know if it was the point of the article, but it was a sm- it was a smart point, uh-huh. which is that the it's like the uh, going out is much more high risk. In other words, something awesome could go could happen when you go out, but you could also just like spend a lot of money and a lot of time and like nothing and like not have a good time, right? And then you're stuck in like a cross town and like you know we all know that in you know in Clueless where she goes to the party in the valley. And it's a disaster, right? Yeah, I don't remember that, but... Well, Paul Rudd has to pick her up in a gas station. See, I would argue then that actually, if that were to happen today, she would go out with less risk because she could call an Uber. Like, she would know she's just one Uber away. <laughs> she is. Well, I don't know if Ubers goes to the valley. But um, <laughs> but anyway, but I feel like we've gotten off topic. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I, mean, I just thought that was an interesting point. But I do think... I do agree with you that like a lot of the a lot of the stuff is like we're doing better stuff than we were doing 10 years ago. Yeah. Um I also think yeah. I mean I don't know. I guess maybe her point wasn't necessarily that it's like this is terrible. I mean, I think she had some negativity around it, but I don't think her point was necessarily that it was terrible that I was getting a sense that she was saying that she was sort of lamenting it, though. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of, like, oh, we, our lives were so complacent in, right. like, our own preferences for things, and we just can sit and watch what we want to watch and right. not learn anything. You, you know, uh, one big aspect of what... Because it's not like we didn't have DVDs and, like, things <laughs> that... We, you know, we, you could have a pretty curated experience at home right. uh, 10 or 15 years ago. One of the things that I think is really different is that you can... It can be more social. In other words, you could still stay connected to the people around you, and that she was talking about that too, with uh, with um, the uh, the Tinder and uh, yeah. stuff like that, and then um, you know, so in other words, like I, I think before it was like you know ha- having a movie night or like you know staying in with friends and watching a movie was like the stuff of kind of either losers or just like it was cutting yourself off from society, whereas now you can actually participate in society while sitting at home you can be live tweeting yeah you, you know. can half in and half out well yeah and you can yeah you could you could just not it doesn't have to be a solitary experience and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be uh devoid of any opportunity for something exciting to happen like something exciting could happen while you're at home whereas bef- like 10 15 years ago maybe there's no way that something exciting would happen while you're at home by yourself because you're not connecting with anyone else right I also, I think, though, I don't know if she talked about it. I don't remember if she talked about it in the article, but I also think she was saying, like, that's also kind of bad that everything is sort of, like, half committed. Like, if you're in and you're, like, messaging somebody on, like, five different dating apps, that's, you're kind of 
communicating with the outside world or like there's like a yeah. prospect but it's actually not real like interaction with the world but you you feel like you are yeah i don't know maybe that's true <laughs> maybe that's not. I, I, so one thing the one obvious like from the dating angle one obvious uh, and tinder and uh, you know being a big part of this and like you know other dating apps or or, or i guess i guess dating apps is still what we use for these things even though they're sort of they're just they're basically sexual meeting apps no they're not they're, they're, no no no. i'm not saying that they're necessary but there's a spectrum you know i yeah. guess but um but anyway uh one thing that's obviously runs against like staying home is that like if you're gonna have sex you don't you can't stay home right uh so um and so these i mean i feel like it's kind of weird to say like oh well we used to go out to bars and like look for like Sense. in the hopes of meeting people and now we stay at home it's like well you stay at home while you're perusing but you don't stay at home when you actually meet people to date them or to well i've i, I think a Have lot you of people do stay relationships yeah, from the comfort of your home <laughs> on tinder no but people definitely stay at home and go through their choices and then have people come to them so it really do they do really stay at home for the well okay but they're just not staying at home alone yeah, yeah. i mean i which apartment you decide to go to yeah. is obviously is part of it but yeah but i also think it was weird to like imagine I think I, even though I'm older, I actually think I go out more now because of knowing about things to do. Right. And because... Yeah, I'm, I mean, so there's no there's no being stuck at home with nothing to do. Especially if you're single and you're, you, know, you have these dating apps. You yeah. Know? I mean, as long as you're, you know, hot stuff, which, I mean, we don't know... It just amps it we up. Don't, we don't know anyone who doesn't fit into that category. <laughs> right. And so then, then you've got kind of you've got a date whenever you want. So there's never a night where you're like, oh, I really would like to go out, but I just don't have anything to do. Yeah, I also I'm I I'm trying to think of good examples of times when people have gone out and got into mischief that was like totally disconnected from something. Like I feel like the the whole feedback loop of getting into mis mischief outside and doing something interesting and then being able to like post about it or take photos of it and share mm -hmm. it. Like that's all part of the same thing which is so tied into her whole thing with like being hyper connected. So I actually think that being connected gives people the motivation to go find interesting stuff to do because right. then they can report on it and talk about it. Then they can have good instas. Yeah. You can you got to go outside to go out and explore the world exactly. if you want to have good grams. Right. Right? <laughs> um, what, uh, yeah, so what is the point of this article? <laughs> like, like, in other words, like, like, I feel like it's like this is an observation and it may be, I do think there are some things about like social media, like, <laughs> like, culture and like the like or like the extent to which it dominates our culture that are potentially problems yeah but i don't know how this all and then somehow like munchery also gets like swept in here right <laughs> we're like really pissed <laughs> that your food is getting delivered because i don't know why well i feel like we're people really mad about that yeah i mean I, the, this only came to my attention because i saw it on mission mission mm -hmm. and alan had written a like pulled a quote that said like why we live in the something about like living in the city but acting like we live in a suburb or something yeah which i i was like oh that's kind a of nice interesting thought yeah. yeah but i feel like people just really like to worry about us being more isolated though more like you know 
tangibly connected to things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's it. that's why it's interesting to talk about. But I actually think it's like a classic thing about technology. Like it's making lazier people, like lazy people, lazier and more active people, more active and like good things better and bad things worse. Like there's a lot of things to it. But yeah. I think that it's no, also- I yeah, I think that's good. And I think that that should be like a that should go in our mission state, our, the heartbeat mission <laughs> statement, because I agree with you totally. Like I'm I'm definitely not a person who buys into articles or like think pieces or whatever about how like we just don't connect anymore like you used to go out on the bus and like talk to someone on the bus but now it's like beep 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 on your phone it's like it's just like such a fucking um old man like boomer concept of just being like we just don't think anymore. Whatever happened to sitting in the rain and thinking about a thing? Um, so, so I'm glad that we we see eye to eye on that. Um, and then, of course, there are like these tangible benefits, right? Like we were talking about, like knowing about more stuff to do, being more interested, being able to kind of reconnect with people that you might have lost touch with, like all yeah. of those kinds of things. Well, so for example, have you heard of day raves? <laughs> Hmm. What? <laughs> it's called Daybreaker. It's like a rave in the in the day. It's like six oh, a.m. to eight a.m. Y- yes. Well, I know that there's one on New Year's Day. I think in San Francisco, that's like a big thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, that's what I thought too. Sorry, day raves. Yeah. No, that's fine. I, that's why I grimaced. I didn't. I was like, you, are we gonna make jokes about day rave now? Um, no. Uh, so. Um, so. Oh, so okay. yeah. So anyway. So day go raves. On. I remember when they started popping up on my Facebook feed that people were going to these, you know, morning raves before mm-hmm. they're like tech jobs and they would do this and it was like a small thing and now it's this huge thing mm-hmm. and it's something that maybe nobody would think anybody would really be into mm-hmm. but because they started off I think it's like a socially or social media propelled trend mm-hmm. and they saw like oh this this person who's important is going to the day rave I'm gonna go and then it became this big sort of thing in a community yeah. and I feel like that's an example of something that would never have happened if we didn't have Facebook events yeah although <laughs> to be fair whether day raves is a net positive for society is definitely up for debate. I'm definitely not, I'm not conceding that point. Yeah, I'm just exactly. I'm saying people probably would not agree to do it unless right. it became a slowly forming trend on Facebook. What is so? What is? Let's push ourselves a little bit instead okay. of being total tech apologists. What is something that we think might be missing? Or, tr- or lost, or like truly lost from the on-demand, uh, stay-at-home, connected. I definitely agreed with her sort of assessment of, well, we aren't experiencing, we aren't pushing ourselves to like experience things outside of our comfort zones because it's too easy to get like the seamless meal that we get every day mm-hmm. delivered immediately with a press of a button, or mm-hmm. to just like communicate with the people that we want to communicate on our terms. Like that's. That's true. So then there's yeah. like a loss and of serendipity. And that also may depend on personality too, right? Like some people need to be pushed a little yeah. to step outside of their comfort zone. And those people might not be pushed anymore. Yeah. But then some people don't need to be pushed. And so it's not really a loss for them. Right. And I think that, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to imagine if, if you're really, b- before the internet, if you were really bored at home, would, you're, would you just be like, I guess I'm going to go out? Like, I don't think so. I, th- I think if you were really bored at home, you like watch TV or read a book, like, you still were doing things that weren't, like, going out and seeing the world, necessarily. Well, so, I don't think that that's yeah. going to change behavior. Like, I don't think the internet's like, oh, now... Right. I don't know. But that's... You're right. That's also my own, pers- like, way of approaching yeah. my life, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, or maybe you went out 
but then you were just as alienated as when you were sitting at home by yourself. Like, I remember yeah. going out because I was bored and just, like, being like, I'm going to go to this thing. Uh, but then, like, you wouldn't really talk to people. You know, it's not like you'd go there and then all of a sudden it would be this new experience. You'd right. still be kind of by yourself, you know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I do think that her, if her point is to make people think about going out more, I think that's a great point to make. What do you think this thing is with the fact that everyone wants to live in cities now, right? In other words, the point of, they, they, one of the great ironies of the internet was that and we were like, oh, you're going to be able to work from ever, anywhere. People are going to live in freaking Boise and work for like hot startups in Silicon Valley. And then... No, they all pay $6,000 for an apartment in San Mateo and work in Silicon Valley. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, because, like, this whole uh, promise of being able to be remote, but then everyone still needs to be, if you don't live within six blocks of, like, other people, then, you know, you feel like you're out in the boonies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I turn yeah. on the mic. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say that this is one of the the funny ironies that I don't think she mentioned enough, which is we all live in cities, but we can't afford to do anything because we're paying <laughs> All that rent. money to live in yeah. cities. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, like, well, that's we why we're not going out, because we got to, like, use our roof that we pay so much money for. That's totally <laughs> true. <laughs> Yeah. You ever cal- calculate how much money like you pay a day in rent? It's like really, it's always kind of scary. Yeah. To be like, oh wow, like a hundred bucks, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like whatever. So you gotta get the most out of that, you know. Yeah, in- that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, like that's like a really nice dinner right yeah. there every day. Yeah. Yes. You're having like a, the equivalent of a really nice dinner, mm-hmm. but you're just hanging yeah. out in your apartment. Yeah, and you're eating like shitty takeout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Although you know, like there's always like going to the park, man. Yeah. You know, going yeah. to the park's pretty hip. Like, I I think it's been a good five to ten years of, like, going to the park being, like, an overly hip. Totally. I don't know if they have as much park time over there in New York. Do they? I mean, they have lots of parks. McCarran? Yeah, that's big time. <laughs> every guy, every person I know in, yeah. uh, in in that you know went to Berkeley with us and then moved to New York all hangs out in McCarran Park on yeah. Saturdays. No, it's uh, yeah, it pales in comparison to DP. There's a lot more blizzard. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DP. The DP is no strong. But yeah, I don't know. I think that. Uh, what do you think about dating in terms of the actual experience of dating? And how much of it is spent, like, actually going out and doing, going to, like, say, an event or, like, a, a dinner at a f- place that's a little bit out of the way. Do you feel like your dating now is much more, like, within four blocks of your house and then go to the apartment? Or or is it the same? Or uh, I don't... I don't think it's different in terms of where the dates happen. It's more the, like, frequency. It, because it's, like, so... Right, but given that, do people make less of a big deal out of a date? Like, I think you, so, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so it's you more casual. To, right. Because, yeah, I'd be like, oh, meet you at this, like, corner <laughs> in two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, as I said earlier, we're, we're on Cap Street right now. A lot so of anyone's available in two hours. Um yeah. So, but but so I mean, there is something to be said for like, you know, trying to make something an extraordinary experience. Yeah. But I guess like with anything, if you have it more, if it's more common, then you don't. Then it's not. You know, you don't get as excited about it. I think Molly's just in her thirties. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I think agree. she might be more of a homebody in general. Yeah. Which right, is fine. Right. But I mean, like, I'm in bed by 10, like, every night. But I have a child. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, 35. So, like, you know, it's like, it's not that because, like, it's not because I'm on social media. It's just because my life has changed. Yeah. Um, but I do think this this city thing is interesting. Like, why cannot, why is our generation, like, just deathly afraid of living in the suburbs, but we don't do anything. I think that's a really. But you know what? The point. answer is they don't have munchery in the suburbs <laughs> or Uber. I know. I actually no, I talk to these. I talk to people because I work in Palo Alto, and I talk to people there about like these apps that I use, and they're always like, "Oh, cool! Do they have that in Redwood City?" And I like look it up, and I'm like, "No, sorry, bro." Isn't it also because we all grew up in the suburbs and we Maybe. hated it? Yeah, that could be very true. I mean, I didn't, but I yeah, like that's true. like. Yeah. I, You're gonna be the first to, to pioneer. You think business. I'll go to the suburbs? Yeah, millennial no, suburbs. No, no, but I'm like a big not. I'm a big, like, I like. I think I'm one of the least likely people to move to the suburbs. Well, not maybe not least likely, but I'm just saying like I've always had that feeling of being like I don't want to move anywhere where there's not a corn store mm. within two blocks of where I am. Yes, yeah, and that's something that I I always attributed sort of. I mean, I don't know if I attributed that to growing up in that kind of environment, but I definitely am not comfortable with the idea mm-hmm. of living even in, like, some place like, you know, like, in the, like, in Montclair like or, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I love... In, the sunset. Even, yeah, the sunset. <laughs> no, seriously. And, um... And, it, like, when I look for apartments, like, I always look... They need to be within a few blocks of something. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that we, a lot of people in our generation feel that way, but I don't know why. I mean, I guess they, it's, I it's think, a bigger conversation. Yeah, but. I think, well, I imagine that some people are just like, I just want the option. And then they exercise the option to do that cool thing in the city. Because if you're in the suburbs, you just don't have the option to do that cool thing, even if you're well, not you do can. It I mean, but you have to, like, yeah, book it in advance and go <laughs> yeah. and, like, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Open that's that's table. always my. That was yeah. always my thing. Like, I'm not going to, like... Well, and also, when I would drink a lot, I would be like, I'm not going to drive anywhere. Yeah. So right. I need to be able to do what I... I need to be able to stumble home from anything I do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. But in general, I think we feel that um, we're happy with our lives. We don't feel alienated. Yeah. We feel connected. I also think it's... it's <laughs> I think it's good that people feel better about staying in now. Because... There's a lot of wasted stuff happening. Yeah, what, wasted energy and boring well, conversations and that are happening. Things like money, yeah. you know, and resources, and also, um, you know, some of these some some of these places were not great environments. Awful you know. environments. Yeah, we Especially- also discovered cats. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful home companion. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot at home that you could yeah. be happy with. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not just what's saying. What's the this big freaking deal, young Molly? <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your problem? Are you trying to call her Molly Old? Mo- Mo- oh, <laughs> big time! All right, you just got roasted on Heartbeat, Molly. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for joining us Thank for another you. episode of Heartbeat, and we're gonna be uh, closing us closing it out here with a little with a few more jams. Um, thanks everyone for listening to the beat. Uh, This is BFF.FM, sundry programming for your Sunday afternoon.
So that was the beat, and uh, now we're transitioning over to uh, digging in the crates. Um, and so I am here with you from six to eight p.m. on this day, and um, you know, a couple days after the passing of one of my um, favorite artists of all time. And so um, I've been really dealing with it, feel some kind of way around it. So wanted um, to do a special two-hour tribute to to the man the legend um yeah i mean it was the second record i ever bought actually i was just thinking about the fact that i bought thriller 